This is the I'm Kinda Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. And this is the movie review. The I'm Kinda Famous movie. Go follow us on follow us on social media. Kinda Famous Pod, K-I-N-D-A, Famous Pod, P-O-D, on Twitter, Facebook, get in the conversation, do some back and forth, and on SoundCloud, Kinda Famous Pod. Alright, so this is the movie review. Now, when I first came up with this idea to do the movie review, I was like, we're going to do this for 15 minutes and we're going to get out of there. But then I saw this movie and it it kind of changed. And I realized I can't do this in 15 minutes. I got to go longer than that. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to let it go until it goes. Now, I also decided I need to have someone to talk to about this so i gotta guess who's gonna talk about this movie and we just gonna let it rock so i got my friend here one of my kind of famous friends chanel bosch how you doing hey i'm good yeah we definitely need more than 15 minutes (laughs) for sure now the movie we gonna talk about here is the movie by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele from Comedy Central, the movie Get Out. Oh my God. This has to be probably one of the best, I'm gonna have to say, black films that I've never seen. Or at least black, no, I'm gonna say one of the top five black films I've never seen in my life. What do you think about this movie? Mm, okay, well, first off, I probably would not, I hadn't even thought of it as a black film until you mm. just said that, for one. I mean, yeah, it has black people in it and it's written by a black man, but I actually didn't even think of it that way. Um, I love this movie. I think it's a really great movie, but um, I'm still keeping it in the genre of horror, which I absolutely love. And I think that, like, this movie, it followed the the guidelines if you will or the rules of the genre but it also added in this extra element of um racial you know tension which is like a real fear like a real psychological fear so i think that um it just did such a great job of like melting all that together into something that kind of puts you beyond it just being a black film because it's like a social film in my opinion now, the reason why I want to call it a black film is because I want to own a great movie <laughs> in the horror genre, a genre that we generally tend to avoid. And I don't know if it's because we don't do it well or if the, 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 the studios, per se, don't back enough of those or don't want that from us. And so the fact that it's, like you said, a, a black Jordan Peele, black director, um, my main characters are black. It does deal with a lot of the socially uh, social concepts with black culture. I just want to own it instead of letting it just <laughs> fall into place. I want to own it, but it also go ahead. I feel that I, I'll, I'll accept that. I think so. But like, I guess, you know, we don't really have, I can't think of any other, black horror films honestly so um so i guess yeah i can see how it would just be how it would be put into the black film category because i i can't even think of any other films that like focus on black people really in that genre now before we get too far into it let me just explain get out get out like you said before is uh jordan peele from king peele who basically is making uh who was making um, I'm just gonna call it Dave Chappelle 2.0 on Comedy Central. <laughs> uh, a sketch comedy show. Uh, they did really well. I think did like 
four seasons, maybe. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe three. Um, but he was predominantly known for doing comedy stuff. Um, this movie, Get Out, uh, stars, uh, what's, how you say it? Daniel Kalaluya? I do not know how to say his name. Well, we're just going to call it Kalaluya. And if I'm wrong, that'll work. Because that's how I felt coming <laughs> out of there. Um, and uh, Allison uh, Williams, which is Brian Williams' daughter that I learned from uh, mm. MSNBC. So, hey, it's two heavy hitters there. And then you had um, uh, Lil Rail, comedian Lil Rail. He was also in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give a, a quick synopsis. This synopsis is coming straight from Rotten Tomatoes. It says, now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the meet the parents milestone of dating, she invites him on a weekend getaway upstate with Missy and Dean. At first, Chris reads the family uh, family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he could never that he could have never imagined. Now, that's the official synopsis. My synopsis is, let me think, go see the movie. That's about all I can get. I don't even want to come up with nothing. Just go see the movie. If you black, get your ass to that movie. If you white, don't go with your black friends. I think that's where I'm going to sit that. Um, so, now let's go ahead and get into this thing. Um, what uh and 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 let me explain how my reviews go we're gonna do a simple little review touch some of the surface topics of this and then we're gonna jump into the spoilers when we get into the spoilers our hell gonna break loose because there's so much shit to talk about on this that i can't wait to get to the spoilers personally but we're gonna do this nice and let you guys decide if you want to see the movie or not if you decide to see the movie Come back, listen to the spoilers, get in the conversation and see if it's something that you enjoy. You can do that by going to Facebook.com slash kind of famous pod, K-I-N-D-A, famous pod, P-O-D, and then just just talk about it. And we're gonna talk about it. Now, Chanel. Yeah. Overall, wh- how did you walk out of this movie? Well, actually, how did you what did, based on the trailer, how did you walk into the movie? Hmm, okay. So I walked into the movie expecting for some crazy stuff to happen, expecting for it to be make you know, for this movie to be making some grand statement. I already kind of got that feeling just off the fact that it was um different. You could tell it was different in the trailer from anything else that we've seen. I mean, yeah. just the premise first off of a black guy going home with his girl his white girlfriend to meet the parents like that alone was completely different premise um for for a horror film so i already knew like oh they about to get into some real stuff um see when i uh, when i first saw the trailer i i was a little yeah i know if i was gonna like the movie or not to be honest with you because i got this i i Unfortunately, I have a, a, a high standard, especially when it comes to horror films. And then I was like, come on, man. It's Joy. It's, it's Ken Peel trying to make something. And I just didn't know how I felt about it. Then I was like, the black dude, overly dark. It was like, I don't know if they're going to be live or not. And so, I and I remember, like, uh, uh, my friends was like, man, you got to just, just wait and see what it, you know, it could be good, which is true. And I was like, I know I'm going to go see it. But I just just didn't think it was gonna succeed uh, in terms oh, of man, delivering a quality film. Nah, I was so excited, like from jump. Like I saw this trailer last year, I think, and um, I was so excited. Like I thought the quality of it looks really good because you know sometimes things can look kind of janky and look low budget. Yeah, and. Just from the trailer, like, I was like, okay, this is good quality. Like, they put some effort into this, you know. Um, and even though I was surprised it was coming from Jordan Peele, I also was kind of like, you know what? He's really smart. And just from watching Key and Peele, right. their sketches were always really smart. And they had a few that um, 
you know, touched on racism and like social commentary. So I was interested to see what he would do. Also, comedians are fucked up people. Like <laughs> they have crazy minds. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like seeing a comedian go into doing something scary or like uh, psychological. I was like, there's no telling where that could go because they kind of crazy in the mind sometimes. Yeah. So I was e- excited. Everything that after watching the film, I do, you know, I do feel like everything that Key and Peele was as a show, it, without that, you don't get that movie, I don't think. Because now, I, after mm-hmm. after seeing it, it's so many bits and pieces. When when I go back and think about some of those sketches that like, oh, if it wasn't for this sketch, we might not have this type of scene. Or like, it feels like he had to go through that to, to find his... Uh, kind of find his voice, I guess, as a director, as a writer, in order to make this film. Because I, I kind of feel like jumping for comedy to horror is a great leap. But I mm-hmm. also think that they are almost the same genre, in a way. Because it does have to follow a certain beat uh, when watching it. The, susp- it, it. the jokes have to follow just right, just like the scares have to follow just right. So, right, exactly. Um. All right. So then you go see the movie. Then you walk out. How do you walk out of the film without spoiling it? I was so messed up walking out. Like I kid you not. The last maybe ten minutes of the film had my heart racing. Like. Mm. I, I had no words. Like, I had no words. I had gone with two other friends, and we walked out in silence. <laughs> and we were just like, okay, well, see you later. Bye. Like, we didn't even, like, talk right away after. Like, we went our separate ways and then talked about it later. Like, my whole – I could feel my heart just pounding in my chest, and I felt so many different um, conflicting emotions. Without, now, you know, giving anything away yet. The real emotions. question is, what race was those friends? <laughs> they were black. <laughs> okay. Okay. All they right. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. I walked out. The way I walked out, I think I had to. Uh, uh, we're going to get into them spoilers and we're going to talk about that end. But uh, I went by myself. And when I walked out, I just kind of hung around the door because I wanted to see how many interracial relationships walked out of that thing. I just wanted to see the energy <laughs> if they were still connecting with each other after that film. Because, I mean, you go in there like it's date night and you get the film that you get and you you <laughs> might want to get rid of your woman. I know I was thinking about it. Like, I can't fuck with white girls no more. It's just not it. Um... <laughs> Uh, so overall, what would you rate the movie? One through ten, what would you give this movie? Ten, most I, definitely. A I 10. give it a ten like, too. Yeah, I don't see how anyone. I don't. I haven't heard anything bad about the movie. I don't know a single thing that I would take a point off for. Um, it did what it did well. Like there was no everything that it attempted to do, it did it well. There was nothing that fell short as far as what they did. I mean, whether or not they could add to it or whatever, maybe, but I thought it was a 10. What about, um, cause I feel like it was a lot of cultural nuances that in, in that, that I think you, it, uh, if you're a part of, uh, so I look at it like there was a big layer cake and I think it was one of those films that for the first time, those bottom layers were the layers that only black people could get or people of color could get. Uh, fuck it, black people could get. <laughs> I don't feel like being so inclusive. Um, when most movies, as, as I was telling a friend, like you look at um, a movie like Godfather or, or those gangster movies where, you know, we get it. You can get what's happening from a very sur- surface level. You may be able to get another layer down. But if you Italian... Or in that culture, right. you can see some of those deeper layers. And we don't generally, I don't feel like we generally get those layers because some of the characters that we have in our movies are either very surface or the the 
the bottom layers of that wasn't just really meant for us to connect to. Cause you know, a lot, you know, a, right. a, a lot of, of the black experience, I shouldn't say a lot, but some of the black experiences is, is a, a lot of it is contained within the home, within the family or within peers or friends or whatever. And we really, it really doesn't translate well. I don't think on film or hasn't up until Atlanta, I think with Danny Glover or Donald Glover mm-hmm. and the normal, oh, what's, what's the other one with the black girl on it? Like, uh, insecure. insecure. Um, we're finally starting to take, make, normalize those bottom layers of being black and just not treat it right. like, you know, oh, that's the token. Like, no, this is it. It's not the solo experience of a person. This is the experience of the people. So, um, but yeah, I give it a 10. Well, I think that, I think that you just touched on something, um, interesting, especially in bringing up Atlanta and Insecure. Um, I think the reason that, that those shows and this movie Get Out are reaching those bottom layers is because not only, like, of course, you know, movies, like you said, like The Godfather or, or these other movies that aren't really made for us or aren't about us, of course, we're not going to get all the way to the bottom. But even with, like, Black films and Black shows in the past, they tend to show certain types of black people, you know, mm. like caricatures or stereotypes, right. um, which does not necessarily equate to the full black experience or to something that's universal for all black people. Whereas Atlanta, Insecure, or more specifically Get Out, that's reaching to something that is universal for all black people because no matter where you grew up, no matter if you grew up in the hood or if you grew up in the suburbs, if you went to Ivy League school or you didn't go to college at all, if you're African-American um, or just black in America, any type of black in America, there's certain things that you are going to experience and understand on a deeper core level across the board, you know, and racism is one of those things like across the board, there's certain like little, little things that people say or things that people do or, awkward situations or energies in rooms that everybody can feel if they're black, no matter where they came from or no matter what type um, stereotype they fit into. So I think that's why those shows, I think that's what Get Out does differently from any other black movie. You know, it's something that is universal in a sense to black people. All right. So we, we kind of dancing around some subjects. So I'm finna go ahead and transition (laughs) into the spoiler part of this. Um, so, uh, if you want to, if based on what you heard, if you want to go see it, go see it. I'm saying go see it. Cause you just, if you definitely, if you black, you definitely need to go see it because I think it's a lot in the intricate behavior, even in the body language and some of the responses of, of characters, even from the very opening scenes. Um, I think you relate to it in a way that you know, that the, the, we'll just say white people around you are not going to relate to. So I think you need to see it. Uh, we're going to jump into the spoilers. Uh, after you see it, come back, listen, or listen to all of it and go watch. Don't listen. Don't listen to the spoilers. Just go, go watch it. Then go to the Facebook, go to the SoundCloud, SoundCloud, leave some comments and let's discuss this whole thing. All right. Now that gave them time to leave. Um, I don't know where I want to start. Um, Uh, okay this is where i'll go let's go with this for me the body language was so important to this film to me like like all right i'll say because i've i've dated outside of my race and there's plenty of times i get invited to some shit and (laughs) and you get that like that feeling like why you stop trying to be cool i'm a person just talk to me like a person but it's like they offer you something or they say something to you and you just had that awkward kind of slight pause but that body language to say what this motherfucker just say to me yes 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 because the body <laughs> yes. language and the awkwardness that comes with 
like being, you know, because we used to each other. So we get that if someone give you a screw face, um, that's why we run the Internet, because memes work for black people because we keep making faces that you can put conversation right. to. That's because black people, we we have to hold our tongues a lot. Mm. So it comes out in our bodies. <laughs> it's like all of the thoughts, all of the responses, you know, it all come out in your body. And like you said, it'd be moments where you're like, did they just say that? Am I tripping? Like, wait, hold up. What? And while you're trying to process it and you're trying not to go off on people, right. <laughs> like it um. comes out on your face you know, or in your body. I think that's why black people are so great with that because our nonverbal communication mm. is like off the charts. Well, one good nonverbal communication in the scene early on in the movie, um, when she's going to hypnotize or what, what we eventually understand that she was hypnotizing him. So she's sitting there, you know, he comes in from his, his, uh, a, 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 a attempt to have a cigarette. And uh, sits on the big chair and she says, uh, she says whatever she says to him. And then he's just looking at like, nah, I'm good. I don't right. need no help. I'm fine. And it was just like the bot, the facial expression, the body language. And, and I'll just say this. One thing that makes it unique, and I don't know if it's good direction by Jordan Peele or if Daniel Kalulu, <laughs> Kaluuya. I ain't gonna fuck it. Now we got great black actors out there. We gotta figure out these last names. We have to figure it out. I was just thinking, like, let me let me see if I can figure it out. And but he's uh I think he's British. I'm pretty sure he's British because he talks with an accent. Or if not, he's Af uh from Africa. One or two. I don't wanna sound stupid, but let's just say he's not from America. But to me, the way that he was working his body language shows you that it's it's almost so cultural that it transcends just the American black experience that he could deliver that body language and that nonverbal communication almost flawlessly. Right. In those scenes. Right. <clears throat> um, let's see. One thing I did like about the film is the fact that, well, so I, from the very beginning, I was realizing how self-aware the film was to only realize that the, I think part of the point of having so many of these very uh, overt racial scenes is to make the black people watching the film know that, hey, you know what this is like. Oh, you know what this is like. And so we already begin to bond with the film through these very intentional, what looks like to be stereotypical moments uh, uh, in the black experience, but being shown on the screen, like very nonchalant, I would say. Mm -hmm. And so that self-aware like used as a, a device. Yeah, it definitely was. It, it was. It was almost as if we were the audience was feeling um, the main character. What was the main character? Chris. Chris. And like we were feeling his awareness of the situation. You know what I mean? Like in all of the pauses and the silences and everything like that. Um, it was like, we were literally experiencing it, experiencing everything with him. Yeah. Um, which I think was really a smart device to use, you know, because it really put you as the audience in the, that seat. And I think, too, like, even if you, I mean, of course, as a black person, obviously, we automatically know what it is. But I feel like even if you're not black, the way that they set up those silences and the, the uses of the silences in the body language, mm -hmm. like, anyone would get that it was weird or, like, not okay or something was, you know, slightly awkward and offensive about the way... Um, people were talking to him or you know i think that anyone could get it because they use that device of the silence and the body language see i i i don't know because okay i and i don't know if you've ever had this experience but I, it's been cases where i've um uh, uh you you date 
a white person or someone outside the world. We'll say specifically a white person. And, you know, you there's a something happens and you don't really say nothing. And your body language probably is telling you, like, you know, you ain't really feeling the situation. And the white person almost every single time looks over and just was like, what's wrong with you? Like, I'm straight. Nothing. Good. And yeah. they still don't get that something's really wrong with you. They just kind of, you know they don't know what it is. They want to know what it is. Okay. That is true. But I think the difference between it happening in real life and between and seeing it on the screen is in real life, the white person isn't aware of the full scene because they're living in their moment, right? Yeah. They're going through the experience. They don't notice anything. And then they notice you. Versus when it's on the screen, mm, you see okay. everything. You're looking at the whole thing happen. So you see that person say something and you instantly see how it makes the black person feel or respond. So I, to me, it was kind of a lesson in microaggression. Like, I don't know how many times I've had to explain to people what a microaggression is or why, like, uh, or like appropriation or why certain things tick people off, whether they should or not but why a person feels the way they feel like, and people don't understand it until they're able to step outside of it and look at the whole picture. So I think that like, because it was on the screen and that's why a movie like this, like get out is so important because it put it up on the screen. This thing that nobody ever wants to talk about, you know, like black people, sure. We might talk about it, but like on a global scale, you know, talking with everyone, we don't ever really talk about it on this large of a scale. So to see it, on a big screen where it's like you can't miss anything. Like the whole thing is playing out in front of you. And because again, because they use the silences and the the um, body language and all of that and put the audience in Chris's place, you can't help but to feel a little bit uncomfortable when he's feeling uncomfortable. And maybe there's certain parts that like, of course, they, they white people probably didn't get every single nuance, right? They didn't get every yeah. single time that he felt uncomfortable. But... Um, I think it. I think it's enough for anyone who is open. Um, who, for anyone who's not just closed off and like, whoa, people complain too much. Anyone who has any little bit of openness to them would see something is up enough to even make them like wonder and maybe ask someone for further explanation, which nice. is important. Sometimes we need to just kind of push the door open a little bit sometimes. Um, now, now here's the horror story <laughs> I, I know this yeah. is a horror film right here's the yeah. real scary thing about it is it's framed uh as a traditional horror and that's why i look at this having so many layers but the scary thing to me would be white people seeing this movie and not getting it like mm. it's parts it's so much of the the a lot of it is, is in terms of a horror film is somewhat paint by numbers, but right. And I think that's just to get the movie going along, but the stuff in between, I think is the, are the more important pieces. And if they don't get that, the awkwardnessness of, um, you know, a lot of the, uh, uh, of the experience, um, I think that'll be the worst thing that could one of the worst things that could happen for them to watch a movie right. of this magnitude and walk away with it and say, Oh, that's a pretty good movie. Like, no, it's more than a pretty good movie. <laughs> like you gotta. And I agree. I think, um, and I was telling someone earlier, like this is a movie that I think really needs a conversation with it. Especially yeah. if you're actually, I'll tell you, um, a friend of mine, white girl, uh, was with, two black dudes that's already sound weird as fuck but uh (laughs) who were looking up you know what what are some other shit that i missed and get out and i told her you probably should have left because you might be enjoying this company or whatever but you're the enemy in this situation so for them to be sitting up trying to find what more that they miss they're basically saying let me see what else is wrong with white women that that I didn't see that he was putting in there. <laughs> but oh I also feel like, to me, versus doing what they were doing, researching more of the movie, I think it 
it'd have been better for them to start to have that conversation with her. Like, hey, do you get, you know, some of the shit that they were saying in the movie in terms about in terms of like basically a white woman wanting to date a black dude, you know, um, and, and and some of that. And I think you said it earlier, the appropriation that uh, happens with black culture. Right. Um, that could be missed. Um, damn, I want to I want to jump into now nah, this shit finna get deep. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit one more of these little light subjects. One thing that I like about Lil Rail is that man was the consciousness of your black friend whenever you do some fucked up shit. <laughs> everything he said sound like everything that I say to my friends when they do something that I told him not to do. That's you know what? what? He, Go ahead. He was brilliant. Like he was brilliant, and he was that little bit of like, you know, sometimes when you're around white people or when you notice things, like you kind of be feeling like you crate, like you're tripping, like you know, like sometimes yeah. you'd be like, mm, maybe I'm reading it into this too deep, or you know, I'm just being suspicious for no reason, and blah blah blah. And so he was, like you said, like he was like. The, the logic you know he was the person being like no nah, you are not tripping like this is yeah. real this is real what's happening right now and I thought that, that was really great because I've had situations like that in my own life where like my mom or somebody you know says something and I'm kind of like why do they say that like why are they why are they questioning this person you know yeah. of course this person's fine and um but you realize like all this stuff that sounds crazy like it sounds crazy because it is crazy but that doesn't mean that it's not true like yeah. <laughs> It doesn't mean that's true. But I also like that, you know, because uh, I'm that friend for some people where, you know, something can happen uh, and it's fucked up and it's weird. And you told them, hey, man, I told you not to do this shit. But even at the end, you still got, you know, your your friend could be in a dump about something and you still like at the very end where he still has to get that one last rib and joke out. Your friend bloody almost got killed. It was like, I told you, man. I told you about fuck with them white girls. <laughs> and I just right. thought that was so brilliant way to end it because it's like, after all this, you still... And I think... And that's what I feel like black people do. We, we, we go through so much grief, so much hard time and hardships that it's like you still have to be able to laugh at yourself at the end. Of any yeah, situation. So sure. I thought that was just real dope. Um, I mean, that's exactly how I felt walking out before I started judging people by their relationship. But. <laughs> all right. So now I want to. I got all these notes, but I'm, I want to jump right into black appropriation. Um, okay, let's get it. So. I, what I thought found that was most interesting about the whole. Um, I want to phrase it without giving it away because I, 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 I want to go somewhere with this statement, but I don't want to give it away right away. I might just end up doing it. But the whole black or uh, white people wanting to be black thing was mm -hmm. was. It was so heavy to me and I, I like the way it was done because it could have easily been done in a way where let's make the white people hip hop. Let's make the white people superior. But what he did instead of saying, you know, because these people saying basically we want this thing that that black person has his strength, his whatever. So instead of they, they leave their vessel to get into the black vessel. But most of the time, the way we see it, and I think in public is them basically snatching out. I won't say snatching our culture, but appropriating our culture for themselves. And so first people I'm, I'm thinking about Iggy Azalea. I'm thinking about young catch me outside girl. Um, and just so many people who. They're they're taking parts of our culture as their own, and then getting whatever uh, accolade there is to get from that. And I, and, uh, I, and and it's weird because it's a degree of respect. I mean, they respect what we have. I mean, you look at how 
they were re- reacting to Chris and, 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 you know, every little group was looking at him and looking at some degree of strength that he had that they wanted. It is a respect that comes with it, but I don't think mm-hmm. they also see that there is also a racial collide that comes with it's kind of an inherent racism that they don't know they're doing. Right. Well, it's like you discard, it's like discarding the human that, that um, comes with all those qualities that they love and that they want to take on for themselves. You know, even like with Chris in the movie, you know, they're commenting on his strength, commenting on his, how athletic he is or, um, you know, his artistic ability and all of that, but they're only commenting on that ability. And even though, yeah, they appreciate that ability and you could say like, yeah, that's kind of a, um, appreciation or whatever. It's really just appreciation for that thing as opposed to for him. And I think that's how appropriation, um, I think that's what people miss with appropriation. They also miss that they benefit from taking things from black culture you know, when Iggy Azalea has her butt, you know, I don't know if it's real or not, whatever, her butt out. <laughs> she got it. Is rapping, you know, she she's going to skyrocket because she's a white girl, a, you know, good looking white girl. And then on top of that, she has this skill that regardless of how people feel about hip hop or whatever, everybody knows that that's a skill. Right. So now you mm. put that onto a beautiful blonde white woman. And she's got everything, everything. So she's going to soar to the top. Whereas someone, you know, who looks like an average black person is going to have to work harder because they're still, they're still fighting against um, the idea of beauty. So that's the issue is that people are taking these things and they're profiting off of it and not saying like, not paying respect to where they got it from. There's plenty of people who do that and who pay respect to where it came from and you don't see anybody getting up in arms about them. Why? Because they're paying respect. So it's not appropriation in that sense. Then it's actually honoring and respecting and being inspired by. Well, well you, you rip off a whole culture and make some money and don't give none back, then that's a problem. <laughs> well, the real life get out, I would say, it would be Rachel Dolezal. And just, mm-hmm. just thinking about it. Just because, I mean, she did in her own way or or shit i i don't know how she got away with shit to be honest but to to just you know versus uh the iggies and all the other entertainers and 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 athletes of different sort that who get some of their behavior or mannerisms from black culture this is a person who decided that i want to be black culture all the way down to right. the skin and the hair. Because I know it's been plenty of times somebody done walked up to you and touched your hair and said, oh, this is nice. I like this. <laughs> she went and got it as a white woman. She went and got it. That's the next level. Like that was, like you said, that is the real life get out because she basically, she didn't take someone else's body, but she made her body into a black body, literally. Like skin, hair, all of it. And... um I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't. I don't even have a comment because that's so strange. It's such a disconnect right there for me. Like that's such a, a mental disconnect that I just don't understand. I can't comprehend. But she did it. She had some people fooled, and she was the president of her NCAA chapter. So her NCAA oh <laughs> <laughs> boy in double ACP boy get out who are she was you you can blame it on that if you want to but who are you <laughs> man uh i happen to know that it was NAACP for anybody listening i'm double ACP and i do know what that is i am everyone. cultured so i know what's going on <laughs> um oh man the wh- what did you take from that the wh- uh, you, you know <laughs> as a as an entertainer um and i guess filmmaker uh and everything else i've touched i i did i i kind of took it away when the guy was like i want your eye 
you know, because uh, uh, Chris right. in the movie is a photographer, and when he when he did the I want your eye thing, and it was just like, man, it's been so many times that you can kind of feel that envious feeling from not just black people but white people when when you do have a t- like i think a lot of that a lot of uh of some of the underlying stuff that was in this was like how also these are the same people that prevent you from getting where you need to be because they right. are taken from you or yeah. trying to be you I'm- essentially Man, with that, with that guy and wanting his eye, wanting his vision, um, you know, I really thought of it as wanting his experience and his understanding. Because even Mm. before that, when they first met and he was telling Chris what he liked about his photography and was saying, you know, it's gritty and it's um, got pain in it and all this sort of thing. To me, I, I mean, I'm not a visual artist, but the thing that I come across a lot of times with white people is that it seems like they want a better understanding. There's a certain level of like uh, ignorance that they live with um, potentially not all, but that they live with because they don't experience a lot of things. And that's not necessarily just hardship, but just like cultural things and different neighborhoods and different you know, living as a black person amongst white people and then also being a black person amongst black people. And there's like so, so much variation to our experience and therefore it gives us a better, a deeper understanding of a lot of things. And I feel like that's what white people want. Like they want to be able to understand and to see the, the grittiness and also see the, the beauty at the same time. And they're not necessarily able to because of their experience or their lack of experience. And that's, uh, that's what I got from that. That's a line that the dad said early on in the film. And I ended up, and it stayed with me, said it's a privilege to experience another, uh, to experience another person's culture. Which yeah. I thought was, I mean, it's pretty a poignant line because I can tell you, you know, it wasn't until, um, you know, I, I, I'm from a very awful neighborhood. And I remember what it means to be, what it meant to be rich to me, young, considering where I come from. You know, you want to live on the white side of town and all this sort of thing. And now I live on the white side of town. I live in the places that I never thought that that was rich to me when I was young. Right. And now that I have those those experiences around white people dealing with white people or dealing with multiple cultures at this point in my life it's like now what what's rich to me is it, it, it's been redefined you know it's not it's not even i don't even use the term rich when it comes to money it's more that's a wealth thing more than being rich uh because i look at rich as being it is these experiences having these experiences and, and there's a very true line i mean you know white the only i think one of the only differences really is that uh white people can be in a position to as we call it appropriate repurpose the 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 things that we create and we don't necessarily have the power yet or maybe we just don't take the power um to build our own things or feel proud about building the things that we build um right. i don't know what i mean you know that's we're still working on that we got a black president and we're still <laughs> trying to figure this shit out so i would say there's so many levels to that there's had so a black president still my president right um uh so damn, i didn't write this down but one thing about this film and chris and even um the the black wait staff uh the guy from atlanta who got kidnapped in the beginning and uh one thing it, being an artist i i go into the art world and i go browse around in that and I also in the filmmaking world when i deal with 
um, not as many minorities as I do white people. Those, we'll say those 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 vessels that got turned that that um, had the black people inside uh, or the white people that took over their body or whatever. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but to feel that as whimsical as that looks, as as uh, creepy as it was meant as a, uh, a horror movie device, I couldn't feel like that's part of what I have to do too. Like there's the idea of wanting to be Chris where I want to be who I am. And then there's the ideas like, well, let me be on my best behavior. Let me speak a little bit better. Let me make these people comfortable in the, by me being in their setting that it was like, I'm just like the, these quote fake black people in the movie uh, as much as I am like Chris, who's just trying to understand these people. It's almost like it was right. in phases where you do walk into this thing like, all right, let me figure it out. And then that's Chris. And then once you have it figured out uh, how you're going to maneuver in this environment, then you become more like these black people that were in the trance because you just you don't want these people to be uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, man, it's like it's it's the idea of dual consciousness and code switching, you know, mm, even yeah. so, even just in the way that we talk, you know, that's that code switching. When we're talking to our friends and family, you know, we talk loosely and use slang and everything else. And then we have our different voice, our our professional voice, you know, in different sets, in different settings. There are different people. Yeah. Um, and. And I think um, I think that 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 character uh, that was played by uh, Lakeith Stanfield, I think is his name. That's the guy from Atlanta. Um, mm. Like, I feel like that was a commentary for both black people and white people. Like, I think it was something like you said for us to kind of look at ourselves too, because we do that or we might be those, we might actually be that person. I can think of a couple of people off the top of my head who are that person. And I would probably say even myself, like when I was young, I was probably more of that person because I had a different upbringing from you um, in that I grew up in a military family and I lived primarily in um, white neighborhoods or like diverse you know, kind of a mixture, a lot of, a lot of mixed kids, um, or white kids, you know, and I didn't really have black friends, um, until high school. And, um, you know, I went to private school, all that sort of thing. And I probably was like that a little bit to an extent, obviously not so, so much, but, (laughs) but to an extent, like I was probably more like that. And it wasn't until later in my life, that I had an awakening to blackness and like what that means and the history and, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, Stay woke. (laughs) Stay woke, man. I got woke later in life. (laughs) I got woke later in life and it wasn't necessarily on purpose or anything that my, my parents did. It wasn't like my parents, you know, were trying to make me a certain way or anything. It was just, that's where we lived. You know, like my mom was always black. She was always, you know, regular, normal, but, um, it was just in my environment that I grew up in, you know, I'm going to school with a bunch of white people. So of course that's what I was doing. And I didn't want to do the things that were thought of as bad or ghetto or whatever, you know? So I think there are definitely people who are those people, you know, that are kind of maybe have a scary white person living inside of them. <laughs> and I think know. what made it a little interesting and, and I it just, you, you said something that made me think about back to the beginning of the film again, but uh, you know, that was that transformation too. you know, the, when at the beginning where he's in this neighborhood, he's unfamiliar with, and then it's almost like, well, he gets kidnapped essentially, but it also is, kind of what happens like Mm -hmm. you 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 come from this this degree this certain background and then you find yourself lost in the neighborhood that you ain't no shit about and now you end up you know like almost like 
some of the rap stars are, are are rappers who they make an incredible wealth and start living so disconnected from what they grew up with that they almost forget who you know almost like forgetting who you are oh man it's this movie deep right. shit <laughs> <laughs> i just you forgot who you are but right. as it exactly. says you know you get sunken in oh man come on now you get sunken in <laughs> but you still in there but you gotta get you back out there, there. Oh yes, man, this because crazy. you in there and you can see everything. And I think, you know what, honestly, like that right there, that is the experience of being woke. Cause once you're woke, like when you go into these other situations, like you said, once he goes into this other neighborhood that he doesn't know about, like it's, it does sometimes feel like you're on the inside of yourself and you're seeing everything. You're like, suck almost you know like i felt like they truly i love that part i loved the imagery that they used of him falling through the blackness and looking up and seeing the screen Mm. where he could still see what was happening outside like i loved that because i thought that it really truly captured that feeling that most black people have probably felt at some time in their life when you're in one of those situations and you can't it's like you can't get out. You can't express yourself. You can't um, say what you want to say. You can't mm. be your true self. You're Come being on. suppressed by the the surroundings, you know, the people around you, the society that you're in, whatever it is, you're being suppressed. And it's like, ooh, that's that dual consciousness. That's that dual consciousness. I fight with this all the time, like the whole idea of like, once you're woke, like you can't go back to sleep. And sometimes that is, that's some true <laughs> shit i mean because I, I i i tease i tease around with the whole uh <clears throat> stay woke and woke police but there is a truth truthfulness to that where once you start to see the fucked upness of we'll just say people you almost find yourself okay i'm in this i'm in this position this could uh this could go wrong Actually, I'm gonna let that segue into the ending um, of of uh, stay uh shit call it stay woke uh, get out <laughs> um, that ending and I'm talking the whole the all the way at the end end uh, was that moment where I see I'm at the movie right and <laughs> I like I say I live in a white neighborhood the movies are in the white neighborhood and on my row was a row of black people just accident <clears throat> accidental most of it most of the theater is is somewhat white and you had some indians some hispanics or i should say uh middle eastern and hispanics but uh that end when the police show up you get the you get them cherries and those lights come on out the uh all that shit that went down and you get the white woman who was trying to who was trying to fuck up his life she asking for help and that whole that that you just holding your breath you're like oh shit i know what this is and it wasn't that the deepest sigh relief for my role was insane (laughs) because we all was just like whoo this could have went bad and I think that was a moment where we, again, where this movie is talking to a certain group. It's more than a movie for us. It's, it's, okay. it's more than just uh, um, entertainment because as soon as she did, and she didn't really say, I don't think she said help or anything. I think she just reached out with the body language of, I need assistance. Uh-uh. She said help. She said help and she accused him. I forgot what word she used to accuse him, but she said like, uh, she she accused him. She said something like kind of against him. Motherfucker, well, I, I said rape or some it. shit, but whatever. Yeah, it, I uh, exactly what she said, but she said something because I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, she. But uh, like, I, I just I, I just remember the reach out, and then I saw the I saw the way he looked, and he put his hands up. And we just know, like, it's been too much in the last several years since Trayvon that we just like, this is not, come on, man. And then it was the homie. Right. Oh, 
man. It was, I mean, that was it. You know, but if he would have got killed, I, and, and I'm not sure how far you go with uh, uh, at least horror movies, but that's kind of the, 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 uh, the metaphor, I guess, of the original Night of the Living Dead that had the black dude who was the only one that wasn't a zombie. He gets shot at the end and killed. I was just like, this is going to be that same kind of commentary of like, these people will try to ruin your life. You ain't doing nothing but trying to survive and you still get fucked in the end. Mm. And that, I mean, but, but it didn't happen that way. And I'm, you know, it was, it, it, like I said, that sigh of relief was the best ah, that I ever had in a movie in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, I don't even have anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> now to keep it light, I don't even have anything to say about it. To keep it I, light, there was know, that shoebox of niggas that she had that was just like, "Come on, man." Right. Like honestly, my I was kind of still stuck back when she was in the room eating the fruit loops separate from the milk and and looking up college basketball players like that right there like because it was it was actually two things happening that i think every black person i know that done dated a white girl go man white bitches is weird <laughs> like that yo and <laughs> as a black woman <laughs> who be noticing shit about white women i was like yo of course like i just uh like this uh of course obviously not all white women but there is a certain brand certain breed that uh, there's a celebrity who really fits this box i ain't gonna say her name because i ain't gonna throw shade like that but <laughs> man oh man man oh man like i was just like man i'll be telling people you gotta be like it's certain ones i'll be like man nah don't do it don't do it <laughs> yeah but so, yeah that, that shoebox uh i'm and i'm gonna tell you what makes that interesting for me we'll we'll give another anecdote i have a friend oh man she gonna listen to this but whatever i have a friend who um <laughs> who i remember she told me like she wanted a, a and she dates black dudes period she's white they black dudes and i remember she told me once uh she want to make sure she she has kids with a dude who's uh in the gym and athletic because she want to give her baby the highest potential to uh oh be athletic and i was just like do you know how fucking stupid that shit sounds like are you crazy oh my god oh my god <laughs> and so when i saw that box and like you say, the NCA, but that what makes it. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know the the biggest horror story to me. The scariest thing about this film is for all that nuance, all those kind of layers there, and uh, uh, commentary on interracial relationships in some form and uh, race relations and and like for all that stuff to be in there. And like you, uh, well, you hadn't said it on here, but like how smart that script is for all that kind of yeah. stuff to be missed to just be like, Oh, that's a pretty good movie. Like, no, this is more than yeah. a pretty good movie. It was very smart. It was very, I mean, even me, there was things that I didn't get until later on. What either, you know, I read articles or I was just thinking about it later and there were certain things that started to click for me um, that I didn't get right away. So, it was definitely like it was very very smart, and I think honestly we didn't touch on this, but and I don't know if you're trying to wrap up or not, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway. Um, <laughs> I think that the reason it was so smart and the reason there was uh, Jordan Peele was able to put so many nuances in there is because he is biracial and has a white wife. Mm. Like I think that that that's a different level of knowledge, you know, and a different level of awareness where you can not, we all see these certain things and we all recognize things, but like there's an even deeper understanding of it and a, a different type of observance 
that happens when you literally are living on both sides of the track. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole nother level because you see the way you know who you are Mm. and you know who the people in your life are, but then you also see the way that the world reacts to you. And that might be different regardless of who you're married to and who your mother are. So you have like a, a whole different level of understanding. You have the way the world treats you. You have the way your family treats you. You have the way those other people on the other side of your family who forget that you black treat you. Like (laughs) you have all of that coming together. So all these layers, I think that's why he is able to put so many layers in there and like really make it, uh, make sense and make it deep without bashing you over the head, you know, like, and make it just very nuanced. I think that's why he's able to do it. And I, I, and I think that's why I feel, uh, like Donald Glover in Atlanta, um, I, and I don't know his background. I don't know who he fucking with. But I think as well <clears throat> with what he's done in 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 juxtaposition or uh, shit. I don't know how how to explain how to compare both of these. But making that experience so you know we're not gonna explain what's happening here. We're not gonna explain these little details and 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 we're just gonna put it there. If you're a part of the culture, you'll get it because it's I would say there's white people who really are who get a, a decent have a decent understanding of black experience just by growing up around black people, but mm-hmm. not explaining it, not beating you over the head with the whole idea of, oh, this is the crazy black uncle or this is the smart black friend. It's like, no, this is this is what you're seeing and how these people interact with each other is the experience just like um when chris went and tried to talk to the 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 man in the garden um and he's just like yeah man hey brother or even uh, like everywhere he's trying to find who can i relate to here this looks like me that's just like me and just not being able to find that because these motherfuckers is lost too Mm-hmm. And and that's essentially what I mean. We struggle with that is, you know, if we go back to like being in high school or just being in any place, we're always trying to find that place of comfort of someone that's that gets it like I get it, so we can make fun of the you know this position we're in. Like, man, look at all these white people, and then but you can't right. just say that because you don't know where they're at in their life. Where they're like, what's wrong with these white people? Like. All right, my bad. I'm looking for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, 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 you know, like you said, it's not, it's not. To me, the all the obvious stuff happened early, so that we could attach ourselves emotionally with our experiences to the film, so that as we start to hit these beats throughout the, um, uh, movie itself, that nothing. Oh, man, I don't. It's so much shit, man. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hit every little angle, but it's just so much about this movie. I mean, I even my friend. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell this story. I'm getting so much fucking trouble, but uh, my friend Daniel, uh, <laughs> he had a fight with another friend, in which that friend told him. Man, you let that white bitch change you because he's dating a white. He's dating a white chick, and I remember right after I, I, I walked out, I called him. I said, "Man, are you who I? Are you who you think who I think you are?" I like maybe you are different. It's like it is this. I this is this thing of like maybe when I am fucking with these people outside of my race that they are changing me a little bit. Right yeah and i don't want to be changed but you know you do you have to change you have to acclimate yeah you know that's a tough one i mean maybe maybe because i'm all like can't nobody change me i do what i want to do but (laughs) i think that um i think that being around different people brings out different things within ourselves um sometimes we Sometimes relationships do change you, yes. 
But sometimes I think like it's stuff that's within us. And I think too, um, we've attached so many things to race or to like certain types of people or whatever. Um, because of what we've been presented as how we should be. You know what I'm saying? So because we think, oh, well, like, we're supposed to be this way or black people do this, then when we exhibit other traits or different types of things that we usually associate with different types of people, we start to question ourselves. But the truth is, like, sometimes we're just multi-dimensional, man. Like, sometimes we just... You know, like, I enjoy brunch. It's not because I hang out with white people. It's because I like brunch. You know, like, brunch is delicious. And it's the perfect time of day. So, like, I think that, you know, sometimes we question a little too much. Now, we're going to have to. We do got to wrap this up. So, we're going to have to have another conversation about this we gonna we gonna do see this is the movie review we gonna do the full episode because it's, it's so much that we talked about today that i think now we're we gonna get so far away from the movie that we gotta do it differently so to wrap this up i'm gonna let you plug whatever you gotta plug because you out there in hollywood telling people where they can oh, find man. you know you can find me on social media Every platform under Chanel Bosch, C-H-A-N-E-L-B-O-S-H. I use my real name on everything, so look me up. Instagram in particular, um, you can keep up with everything that I do on Instagram. Whenever I have videos, whenever I'm in projects, I post it there. All right, and this is the I'm Kind of Famous podcast. That was my guest actress, Chanel Bosch. Uh, I guess I say writer, director, Chanel Bosch. I am your host, Lester Rowe. Um, make sure you follow follow everything on social media. Uh, let's see. I struggle with ending these. Uh, let's see. Social media. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of famous podcast. Kind of famous pod. K I N D A famous pod. P O D on SoundCloud, Twitter, and what I say, Facebook. Join the conversation on Facebook. We're gonna do more of this. Uh, more reviews. Uh, also Arrow Films at arrowfilms.com you can follow that that's my personal stuff right there A-R-O-W-E films.com and on social media uh, so with that being said that was the review of Get Out by Jordan Peele uh, this went about an hour five next time I do a movie review I guarantee it's gonna be around 15 minutes but this is long but this is one of those movies that I just could not try to abbreviate for the sake of being nice so we're gonna get out of here I'm kind of famous podcast I'll see you next so, time so in light of you being kind of famous why the hell I'm kind of famous who the hell she knows